Every year at the ONA conference, there are always a few things that get a lot of buzz. An especially good session. That party at the really cool venue, or with the really cool spread. A booth in the midway with the cool swag. And of course, Amy Webb's annual Tech Trends session. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Amy Webb. I'm a quantitative futurist. Amy's been sharing her insights on emerging technology since 2007. At ONA 19 in New Orleans, it was her 12th session, and also her last. I'm Rachel Wise. I'm an editor for the ONA On Air podcast. I sat down with Amy Webb after her session in New Orleans to talk about the memorable moments from her sessions over the years and what's next for her and for the Tech Trends discussion. Amy, thanks so much for sitting down with me. How are you? Hey, I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I was hoping you could start by telling me how you first got involved with ONA. Oh my gosh. Um, so I was a foreign correspondent and I was based overseas. And when I moved back to the United States, I started a little R&D lab. And at the years ago, um, we were still using Flash back then. And we were trying to build out um, different types of multimedia storytelling platforms and tools. And we were also trying to figure out different ways that you could generate revenue. So it was just a tiny little think tank. Um, at some point, that grew into me thinking much farther down the road about journalism and about news. And I learned that there was such a thing as foresight and futurism. Um, but I also learned about this thing called ONA. And so I thought it'd be really interesting to get involved with people who were also thinking about the longer term future um, of media and maybe media futurists in their own right. So that's how I got involved. And I remember I went to the first conference, my first conference, and I can't remember what year it was. I've been trying to think this through. I think it was 2004 um, and feeling totally overwhelmed by all of the amazing work that everybody was doing. So. So your session, the tech trends that you do every year, has become like a main event for the ONA conference. And um, it's the 12th year. This was your 12th and final year doing it. And I'm wondering if there is any one or maybe two like very memorable sessions or moments for you in that time. I'll tell you mine, which is I think it was ONA 12 in, or maybe it was ONA 15 in Los Angeles. It was in LA and you brought out uh, some special guests which were literal robots. And that was kind of one of those moments where it's like, this is like, this is pretty cool stuff. Um, what are one of those moments that stands out in your memory? Well, that was definitely a moment um, in part because in order to make, so we had several robots that year. Um, there was a, a, a virtual version of Latoya Peterson, who's a longtime ONA member who rolled out her, like we had, we talked to each other. She was in robot form and I was in human form. Um, I had another robot go out into the audience and deliver people Diet Pepsis. Um, so it somehow worked seamlessly, <laughs> but that was probably the most complicated technical. There's always a lot of crazy tech happening on the back end that nobody sees. We had to geomap the entire conference room of the Beverly Hills Hilton, right? That's where we were. Uh -huh. Um, which was no small feat. Uh, we had to geomap the entire place, figure out where all the people were going to be and the seats were going to be so that the robots could roll around and not like roll off stage or roll into somebody. We also had to map the outside corridors. So 
there was that. So I, I'd say that was a memorable moment. It was another time. Um, this would have been 2009, I think. I think it was 2009, maybe 2010. Um, we were just starting to hear about drones. Uh, a guy named Matt Waite, super, super, he was early into this and super into it. And I was like, you know what we should do? You should come, <laughs> you should come on stage with me and fly the drone from the stage. And he was like, okay. And uh, so it never, and then we were like, oh, maybe we, I guess we didn't clear this through anybody. And so inside, I mean, <laughs> So we're sitting inside of a relatively small conference room. I mean, the ceilings weren't that high. And Matt Waite was flying a drone over the audience and live streaming video of, of the audience from the drone. <laughs> and I'm sure we broke every state law that there was, but it was pretty awesome. So you did announce at this year's session that it's going to be your last time giving the Tech Trends talk. Can you talk about what brought about that change and what's next for the session? So. Um, the, the reality is, I, I love doing this, and I think it's important work, but there's not enough people doing this work. And it occurred to me a while back that if I, if I made room for other people, um, you know, and those people were dedicated to using a rigorous methodology, and, and not just sort of making predictions, because that is not what this is about. If there were other people interested to do the same thing, and it was a different person every year, then that might be a really smart way to try to spread strategic foresight to get to get more media organizations doing this. And maybe media organizations would, once they found out the person in their newsroom or whatever was, was the, the, the next person, they would get behind that person and maybe they would all work on it together. Um, and so I pitched the idea, I didn't just wanna walk away. So I pitched the idea to the board and to the leadership of ONA um, and said, listen, I'd like to, ha I, I'd like to not I think I need to make some space for others to do it. The session needs to continue. Um, but you can't just have some random person say, this is what I think is happening. That, you know, we need to make sure they're trained. Um, so I, I pitched the idea of one of my former graduate students who worked on a lot of the report this year, Sam Guzik, who is brilliant and trained and great and a great speaker. I said, you know, what if this next year, um, I coach him from behind, but it's, it really is his thing. Uh, and he takes it over. And then the year after that, um, maybe it's somebody from radio or somebody from, you know, pick a area and he train, or maybe we both kind of train that person. And then the year after that, it's somebody else. And, and that way we get all these different perspectives. We get people working directly in newsrooms. We get more people trained, you know? Um, and I thought it was a, an effective, clever way to, to help ensure that we were going to a good place in the future. During your session, you talked about how we are living in the, quote, nowness. Um, what are some things that we as journalists can do to be more forward or future thinking? So I kept referring back to this time cone, this funnel. Um, everybody needs to get used to thinking near and, and far simultaneously, and it's kind of a weird thing to do. Um, but basically, you have to have your head to some degree set 15, 20 years from now so that you can think about the downstream implications of your actions. So if you hear about something kind of weird and wonky like synthetic media, or you sort of brush that off as just something that's going to flash in the pan, it'll go away, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Um, that's all possible. It's also possible that 20 years from now, um, the, the, whatever that year, you know, whatever that future looks like was actually being developed today um, via the decisions that people were making in synthetic content. So um, 
the the best thing for everybody to do in addition to like you know learning how to um learning what trends are and why they matter and how to use them to envision plausible future scenarios and how to do that scenario planning all that stuff the easiest thing for everybody to do is just to challenge themselves to think about right now and a little further from now in the farther future and what the downstream implications might look like and to think as broadly as they possibly can what does your future with ONA look like? My future with ONA is as an attendee. Um, this year I gave a workshop, uh, a hands-on foresight workshop. There were about 200 people there and it was three hours long and aside from the room being very hot, we did great work. Um, I would continue to volunteer and do that if they want that in the future. Otherwise I'll just, I'll be here learning and attending and, and um, cheering everybody on from the sidelines. Amy, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for making time to talk to me. Thank you very much. In a way, it feels apropos that Amy's final Tech Trend session came the same year as ONA's 20th anniversary. As for what's in store for the future of the Tech Trend session, well, I guess we'll find out in Atlanta for ONA 20. For more information on this year's trends, you can follow the hashtag ONA19Trends. For more about what Amy's working on, visit futuretodayinstitute.com. <laughs>